The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Exercising is good for you, but sometimes injuries happen when you play sports or exercise. Accidents, poor training practices, or improper gear can cause them. My guest today is Dr. Douglas Camo. He's the director of Ryan Center for Sports Medicine at Boston University and Boston Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Camo. What are some of the most common sports injuries, whether it's weekend warriors or high school athletics or collegiate? What are some of the most common injuries you see? Well, I think we see a wide array of injuries, uh, particularly from our weekend warriors and even our collegiate athletes. Um, First of all, we see uh, many concussions for our contact collision athletes. Uh, That can happen for a weekend warrior, and it could also happen for any high school or college setting. Uh, that could also be non-contact collision, but you know we see it more for that. Uh, also, we see our wide array of knee injuries. Uh, most of them begin with what we say insidious onset, which means that we don't really know why, why it happens, but it could be someone who starts training for a marathon or even from a couch to a 5K, and uh, that could be more of a uh, tracking issue with the knee, and we could help you remedy that by uh, different home exercises and uh, rehabilitation exercises. Um, we also see a wide array of shoulder injuries, such as uh, roach air cuff strains for people playing in the weekend softball leagues, also people who are just trying to pick up a sport. So then let's just kind of start with the knee, since these are common and we're seeing ACL and girls and we're seeing injuries to the knee and people always complain of knee pain. When, Dr. Camo, would you like people to come to see somebody when they're experiencing knee pain? And what are some things that they can try at home before they would have to go see somebody? That's a great question. Um, I think people who end up getting the ACL tears or people who really don't know that's going to happen before it occurs because that's more of could be non-contact or contact related. Uh, but more so the people who are trying to get into sport or trying a new sport, if they start having pain on the front part of their knee or even underneath their knee uh, and they notice it more as they're doing more of said activity, uh, that would actually help to have them come into the office earlier on so we can fix any type of biomechanical issue or have any early diagnostic uh, uh, care for uh, that injury. Can they ice? Should they try NSAIDs? And what about wrapping or bracing a knee? That's a great question, too. Um, you know, icing after uh, working out can be helpful. Uh, the the Literature on heat and ice is very mixed uh, these days, Uh, so some people believe in heating before and icing after, uh, but that's more of a comfort thing. Um, Anti-inflammatories such as your ibuprofens or um, naproxen, over-the-counter medications uh, can also be helpful too, but sometimes the body's just telling itself that, hey, you know, there's a little inflammation going on, I'm trying to heal whatever's going on, so if those treatments uh, aren't helping, that's when you should come in. Dr. Camo, there's also been some, not controversy, but going back and forth about the the benefits of flexibility or stretching before you go out and play a sport, and especially for the knee, you can stretch the quadricep, everybody does that stretch before they go run. Do you advocate stretching before you work out or run or play a sport or after you're a little bit warmed up or after it altogether? That's a great question uh, as well because it is very controversial. And I feel like if you asked about 100 different providers, um, those 100 different providers are going to give you different answers. You know, I think that it's more 
individual patient based, you know, as far as who stretches before and who stretches after, who stretches during. And it all depends if they're um, nursing an injury or uh, trying to do rehabilitation exercises prior to going back to running, let's say, or going back to sport uh, versus someone who is just running and injury free. Um, I think a lot of times people who are running and injury free tend to stretch afterwards as part of their cool down, uh, whereas people who are injured and rehabbing some type of lower body injury uh, would stretch prior to exercise. Uh, but because the data is skewed, uh, we look at the individual patient, see what their injury history is to risk stratify, which is the best recommendation. A common injury is shin splints. People feel it, whether it's acute or chronic. So I'd like you to speak about acute and chronic injuries and shin splints, because this is so common. People get them when they just walk or start to run or play soccer or baseball. What do you do about shin splints? Well, with shin splints, it it all depends on the level it is. Uh, We see that a lot in uh, both our high school and our collegiate athletes and also our recreational runners around the Boston area. As you know, uh, Boston is marathon mecca, and a lot of people are running and coming in. Um, I think that the variety of diagnosis of shin splints could occur when you change footwear, change cleats, um, could pick up your pace. So uh, patients who are typical 5K or 10K runners and want to train for a half marathon or a full marathon can sometimes overtrain at first when they're trying to follow a program online. Uh, So typically, um, if they come into the office and it looks like shin splints, we may get an x-ray depending on how how long the symptoms have been going on for, um, and particularly if they're point tender in one area, because shin splints can also lead to what's called a stress reaction and a stress fracture um, of the tibia bone, which is typically where uh, the lower leg bone that the shin splints typically occur. Um, If everything looks okay via imaging like that, then we would give a modification of activity plan where we would have them do specific rehab exercises and also uh, do either biking or elliptical for cross-training or swimming for cross-training while doing a return-to-run progression um, at a a slower pace at first and then building back to um, their normal run. And so people hear acute and chronic injuries, shoulders, knees, low back, whatever. What's the difference? Uh, Well, I think an acute injury is something that occurs within a few weeks, let's say, uh, to a few months, whereas chronic injury can be nagging over years. And sometimes we can even have an acute on chronic injury. So somebody who has what would be deemed chronic knee pain, say like growing pains growing up or um, different things like such, uh, they could actually have an acute injury on top of that, meaning that an event caused them to have certain knee pain or something that they were doing um, started gradually making that pain worse. And typically, you know, when you look at an acute injury, uh, that would be more of a swelling. It could be hot. It could be um, more uh, point tender pain, whereas a chronic injury, you'd have cool, dry skin uh, where it would also be painful, but maybe in a different way painful, more of an achy type chronic pain. So if somebody turns their ankle or starts to feel some of this knee pain or a little shoulder pain, do you advocate rice? Are we still doing that? Is there movement involved? What would you like them to do right away if they feel like something's going on? Well, uh, with ankle sprains, yeah, I think that the 
when you go to the emergency room for it, if you weren't seeing a sports med provider uh, immediately, they, depending on what's called the auto ankle rules, if you're point tender over certain bony areas, uh, they would get an x-ray typically to make sure there's no fracture. Assuming there are no bony tenderness over the ankle um, and it's your classic ankle sprain, typically you would compress it, ice it, elevate it for about 24 hours, but then have early range of motion with it. I think a lot of times people think that they want to stay off of their ankle until it feels all better, uh, but the data is now more after about 24 to 48 hours, you should be moving that ankle around um, in order to have that good uh, inflammation that's trying to heal the ligament, um, help heal it, and then also you won't have the rest of the musculature in the ankle uh, get stiff. So it's really become risome now because movement is added in and you don't want to just totally keep that immobile all the time anymore. Why don't you wrap it up for us, Dr. Camo, with tips for preventing injury in the first place, what you'd like people to know about possibly cross-training, if they're overdoing one sport, sports-specific training, and really taking care of themselves so that they can play sports or do whatever. Oh, yeah, and I, I think that... You know, most of these sports medicine societies nowadays um, do recommend uh, not having a silo effect for sporting, uh, especially as a younger child. Uh, so this day and age, we see a lot more AAU in basketball or year-round competitors in certain sports. And what we really recommend is playing different sports because not only does that help your uh, your body adjust to different activities, it also allows you to um, to participate in multiple different events. So if you cannot make that one sport or if you are injured in that one sport, you have something else that you can go to. Uh, So I think with that multiple sport variation, if you look at most of the professional athletes of this day and age, the majority of them played um, multiple sports. So... Uh, so I think that if you're looking to get involved in activities, we would recommend doing multiple different activities and not just one. I think that if you want to start something, don't try to go uh, break the record for the 100-meter dash at first when you're running or try to break your uh, a 5K mark right away. Set a goal of actually completing it and uh, try to work yourself in by cross-training using all your muscles as you build up your distance with running. Uh, and also, if you're going to try a different sport, you know, don't try to jump into the professional setting right away. Try to ease into it because if you ease into it, then that will allow you to actually be better for the long run. Thank you so much, Dr. Camo, for being with us today. It's really great information. And if you'd like to learn more about the care offered at the Ryan Center for Sports Medicine, you can make an appointment by calling 617-358-3400, or you can go to www.bu.edu slash sportsmedicine. That's www.bu.edu slash sportsmedicine. You're listening to Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.